0: Are you ready? Can't wait. The New York Jets. can we'll beat meet day in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The, the New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. very passionate. Murray, Murray. Thank, you. Thank you, all
1: you fans. They got their guys.
0: falling to the Jets. Sam, Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's
1: such an upside.
0: Darnold. I think Jeff fans. Very passionate. Brady, Brady. sucks! So, so. so. do
2: everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green Podcast. Broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, none other than the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everybody!
1: What's up, baby?
2: And the man behind the glass helping us out every week to make the show as amazing as it is, the majestic beast, the big stinking (laughs) Wookiee,
0: Nicholas Kronk. What's going on, everybody? Hope you have a good time tonight.
2: Guys, we're rocking out now, recording now, actually, while the Giants and Jet game is going on. Yep. Uh, in the midst of the game, it's about the third quarter. Got going a little late this week, so we're like, screw it, we'll just record during the game. What, a little bit of a delay with the Lightning, you know? That happened to me one time no. when I was at the Jets versus Vikings, the time Brett Favre came uh, to play the Jets when he was on the Vikings. Oh, a little Eli. six at the end of that, Darrell Revis. <laughs> Bullocka, Brett Favre! I didn't forget! Jets, Giants, Mike, we got the game on here. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about camp this week. We'll get into this game, maybe talk a little bit about the Falcons game, but the first takeaway so far, we'll talk about Sam, talk about first team offense, talk about first team defense. We need a kicker, Mike! Canizaro, you have said on this show already, has been absolute TRASH game. missing field goals left and right in, in training camp, yeah. where there's no pressure and there's, I guess there's theres always pressure, I shouldn't right. say that, but there's not right. game pressure, there's not a crowd there. No. The defense is trying to get at you, but it's not the same level as a game. You're missing field goals in training camp, now we're in a game, I know it's preseason, you're an extra points. Mike,
1: what are we going to do about this? He's been trash biscuits. Just trash biscuits. Just missing. He's been terrible in camp. That's garbage. Terrible, all around. And then what I watched tonight, like I'm like, you know what? Maybe when he gets in front of the big lights in front of the camera, because there's a couple of cats that just really didn't do good in camp. In camp, and then once they get on the and the big lights, they're able to kick. And he just missed his first extra point. He missed his second extra point. The Birds are out. I mean, I just do not understand. But Mike, this how-
2: second kick. It looked like. When they take the sports like talk show hosts and they like try to kick a field goal, <laughs> you know, when they're like, "Let me throw this unathletic human." Like, eyes are running the fort. Exactly, yeah. like you know, they just yeah. like let's do this fun thing yeah, where we take this guy because we know it'll lead to comedy because it's my that goal pathetic. To kick a field goal. That's like, the first kick was a little wide. The one he actually made in the field goal, Mike. That beer, I almost missed too. The type and of team it... we're thinking we're gonna have this year, hopefully gonna put up some points, move the ball. Yeah. I mean. The margin of error in the NFL. You gotta have
0: somebody that can yell it in. How, ma- how if many you games? Score. You gotta get those extra points.
2: How many games do you play in the NFL that you lose by three points? That's oh, it's maybe it's maybe maybe yep. you lose the game by six points, right? Yep. But if someone makes a field goal, you only would have been down by three. Yep. And at the end of a game, you just have yep. to go for a field goal instead of a touchdown. All those little things matter. It helps out. And you know it's just a preseason game. It's just one preseason game. But they signed this guy to be the replacement for Myers. And coming off last season, it does seem like, uh, you know, especially the Meadowlands, not the easiest place to kick, but Myers played great. Former Maris Red Fox, who absolutely snubbed the Wookiee. He did. He snubbed the
0: Wookiee. Just so everybody knows, Wookiee,
2: also a former Marist Red Fox football player, tight ends. Back in the nineteen ninety nine two 2000, 2001 seasons, dominated up in Duchess County. Oh. Also dominated keg parties after the games. Everywhere. Wookie was known. He, had, he, had, he put a, he had a name for himself back up there in Maris. It was a college experience. This is actual Wookie audio. Maris College Keg Party, October twenty third, nineteen ninety nine.
1: You know, no you know what reminded watch. me what reminded me of Wookiee was when I watched the movie Solo. You know when Solo first finds the Wookiee down in that cave? That was what Nick Cronk looked like in the morning after one of those cake parties just coming out, slosh everywhere,
0: just I'm working at, I forget what store in the yeah. mall they're showing up sitting on a crate going, I'm not working, I'm just gonna sit down. No, no. Back like in the college days, Wookiee, they wouldn't
2: even shower, you'd just get hosed down like an elephant in the circus. They would. They just hose them down, and just scrub them down with those big brushes. It was like the whole locker room shooting. It was great. It was great. <laughs> now, I used to not, everybody. Water
0: pressure was amazing.
2: I actually went to a college not too far from there, so I'd go see the Wookie.
0: Sorry, we're going,
2: we're going streaking! Through the quad! Yep. We one another. That was a lot yep. of fun. We won't go to those college days. No! Let's back it up now. We're no. growing men now.
1: I just want to make a couple of points with Ken Azzaro. One, I wanted to say is that I don't understand how every other position on the New York Jets has competition except for kicker. That's the first part that's puzzling to me. Mike, that's especially. a great point! It's, it's crazy. A great to me. point, Mike! Yeah. It's, it, it, and especially with the fact that this guy is struggling. Now, number, the second point I want to say is that, look, how this roster does, this lays at the feet of Mike McCagnin, obviously. Obviously, Joe Douglas really doesn't get any real blame, except I am going to hold him to the fire on one on this one thing. Mr. Douglas, you need to find us a kicker. This is on you. You know why, and you know this is why I'm going to say it. You know, Jason Myers was a Pro Bowl kicker, and the Jets decided not to pay him. Why did they decide not to pay him? They decided not to pay him because, guess what? We signed Jason Myers... In late August, which means you can find a productive kicker on the scrap heap. It's It's been done. So there are kickers out there that can be viable. I mean, you got Ross Martin, you got Matt Bryant. There's cats out there. Mr. Douglas now knows they got to go get a kicker. That is the... Number one, number one priority. All Jeff, I mean, I've been following Twitter. Obviously, you've seen on social media, Jeff fans are screaming. We knew they were going to be screaming if he started missing field goals. He has. This is unacceptable. They're absolutely going to have to bring somebody in.
2: Yeah, we can't have one of these scenarios where we go out, you know. And I know some people have been critical of McCagnin's tenure as a Jet GM on the whole completely understand that, but I do think, Mike, and I think you tend to agree, this past off season was one of his better off seasons. Now, how that's going to, the results on the field will be the results on the field. We don't know how that's going to work out yet, so time will tell how good an offseason is, but like you said, I mean, none of these issues are going to fall at the feet of Joe Douglas, but no. I don't want, and what I'm alluding to is, I don't want the Jets to have this offseason, or say you just take the last couple of years, where we were able to add Jamal Adams and add Sam and... You know, this year we were able to add some talent in free agency. Uh, obviously we added Quinnen, we got Ja'Kai Polite, looks like Cashman might be a uh, player. Khalil comes out of retirement, we trade for Asimeli. We do all these things to put ourselves in the right direction, and one of the things that's going to end up maybe costing us games or holding us back is just the kicker. Like, that that's like, say so you, so you go out and you have the most amazing engineers, car engineers, create a car, greatest engine, most amazing, fuel mileage amazing, goes fast as hell, aerodynamic, everything possible, yeah. and then you go out and you get a flat tire. And you're like, the tires? Like in your head, you're like, I'm not even thinking about the tires. That's really like, me right that's now. the yeah. last thing that I'm thinking about. They just, tires just go on. Yep. They just right. do their job, and, and you don't think about it.
1: And but look, you looking at our looking at our engine. If you want to really look at our engine, our engine was humming first drive. Sam Darnold was almost perfect. 158.3 passer rating. I mean, literally, the Jets on the giant first defense walked down the field. Two huge plays. One to Herndon. One to Crowder, and then Crowder in for the touchdown walk yeah, right in the not. end zone. I mean, that was just... I mean, I texted you like, okay, yeah. so they just... Okay,
2: and let, let's get right into that, guys. Let's get to some good points as the game. The game, we're in the second half here, guys, right now, about 12 minutes, uh, 13 minutes left in the game. 17-15, Giants with the lead in the third quarter. Jets' first-team offense looked great. It's one drive. Giants' defense is not known for having talent all over the place this year. Right. Wasn't necessarily surprising, and I don't. I don't think... Most teams, even Greg Williams... They're not doing anything too tricky in the preseason. Right. It's one of the reasons why most times you see pretty decent numbers from guys in the preseason. Yep. Like, you don't really see a Hackenberg-level garbage quarterback into preseason no. because no. most teams are playing zones. They might they might blitz. They don't really blitz too much. Like, right. me and Wookiee before watched the drive with Daniel Jones. Now, when that drive was going on, and Wookiee, will we will give you the mic because Daniel Jones did do great, and we have buried him at every single turn. And we will give you your time. Right. Just give me one moment. Yeah, of course. When Daniel Jones was in, he had, his, he had the first-team Giants offensive line in The rest of the first-team Giants' first team is in besides Saquon. Jets had the second-team defense in. The Giants should handle the Jets' second-team defense. Dino had no pressure on him at all, and the Jets also didn't try and blitz him. So a guy like that who, like they said, he can make all of the the regular throws you should make or what they're saying in preseason he's making. He made them all versus the Jets. They didn't put a lot of pressure on him, but Wookiee. He is the guy, though. He's been much maligned. You did not okay. think they should take him either. You're rolling with him now.
0: Uh, I mean, I've got no choice to roll, but, but to roll with him now. Um, the draft is the draft. We can't change that. From what I saw, I think he looked like a quarterback who, is, who had a first offensive line in front of him. Pretty much, I don't remember how much of the first string receiving core was in, but... He had...
2: Yeah, Tate got a couple balls. Yeah. yeah,
0: Tate on there on that drive. The one thing that really impressed me was it was one of the first or second throws. It was a slant. It was a run-pass option, and he threw it in a tight window. It, I mean, he, he put pepper on it. It was mustard. That was encouraging. But, I mean, all in all, you have to take it for what it is. It's a preseason game. He had the number one offensive line in front of him. He was going against the Jets second. Probably a couple of the top threes that might have rotated in. Yeah. So... You take it for what it is. He did well against what he should have went for. Well well, you know? so if he would have done, done bad, he would have got I, and I yeah, so Absolutely. It, since he did good, you got to give him credit. i
2: got to
1: give him credit. You know. There were two throws there I thought that were pretty solid for a rookie. The touchdown was, was solid. But then, I mean, and I don't want to rain on his parade. I thought he did a solid job. But, the next quarterback, Alex, just marched right down the field, right after him, and scored a touchdown. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to rain on his parade, but the, the, that's more of an indictment on the Jet second defense, really. And, you know, as Frankie
2: Luvu makes another big hit, created a fumble before. AEBG show favorite, Frankie Louvu last season. Now, Wookiee, before the show, was marveling to me our accuracy last year, Mike, when me and you were talking about fringe dudes we thought would make the team. We did a really good yeah, job, Mike. We haven't really got into it yet, the guys, because we have to see a little bit more. A little bit more a little bit more training camp. Some Maybe two more weeks of practice before we can put out the sleeper cells. Right. We might think make the team. Last year, we thought Frankie Luvo would make the team. He did. Towards the end of the season had a little bit of an impact, and here he is playing again, running all over the field. But when it comes to the Jets, Mike, in this game today, versus the G-Men, first team defense looked pretty good, too. Now, you didn't see much, and Saquon's not playing. So the Giants didn't present the, the type of offense that they're going to present, uh, you know, when they play in the season. But at the same token... Just did what they should do to a giant team that doesn't have Saquon in there. Would you shut him down and get a three
1: and out? Right. Goal? No. Jamal Adams was very, very aggressive. You could see him right away. Copeland got in on Eli real early. You saw Quinn and Williams in there ca- causing harassment at that offensive line. Henry Anderson. Um, the defense I thought was was solid. Was strong. They only played one series up against the giant o- uh, o- offense and they put them three and out. So. There's really little to say except, good job, and then they got off the field, right? But since then, you know, the backups, there's a couple of guys that I've liked on what they've been doing. Um, uh, Kufasi? Kufusi? Brandon Kufusi, I think he is. He's been playing pretty well. I was a little bit upset to see Derek Jones get burnt by Russell on that play, Couple plays ago, I've been really hoping Derek Jones would step up, and it looks like he has- yeah. And Mike, another guy,
2: another AEBG sleeper cell we threw out there that not make us look good tonight was our boy Greg George. Yeah, ball popped out there. Now he made caught the ball, made a nice move. He's not that big of a guy. Guys, his size. If he wants to have any sort of career in this league, now you're not. No one's going to cut you because you fumbled the right, ball. Right. But if you're his size, you're diminutive. If there's even a thought. That you are not good with ball security. You are not making no, because you're you're not six three two thirty. You know you're not one of these these bulldozer guys or a tight end or a running back. When you're a little guy like that. You're getting the ball because you're going to be sure handed. When you cough the ball up like him, when you're trying to make the team, then I mean, that's just not a good look, especially in the pre- yeah, uh
1: Yeah, you know one guy who's been looking really good. I would say I'm not saying he's a sleeper cell yet, but it's our cornerback Kyron Brown. He was on special teams, made a couple of good plays on special teams, but so far he's got five tackles this game. He's been really up in these receivers' faces. Um, I- I've been hearing some good things about this young man, uh, Kyron Brown. So A couple of these dudes are shining, but yeah, you're right. Dorch hasn't had really a good night. Trenton Cannon has could have done better. Um, Tim White, the guy I said to look at, he hasn't really shown anything tonight. Ja'Kai Polite, I've been waiting to hear his name. I haven't heard a squeak yeah, out of him. I know, I know. I haven't heard a
2: peek. Me too. And when it, when it comes up, we do have some kind of weird stats because, uh, you know, Simeon's 13 for 16, 77 yards, though. That's kind of weird. You know, one touchdown. Now, Jamison Crowder, two catches on that first drive. Yeah, yep. The, the second, the touchdown catch that he had, that's the type of route yeah. that's going to be hard for teams to yep, stop because yep. a dude as fast as him, when we get to the goal line and teams in their heads, they have to think about Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Okay, so that's, that's going to be where their eyes are going to go. That should be where the focus goes. Yeah. We saw, You saw Herndon get a big Yeah, play. We're not going to have him for the first month. But so, let's just fast forward towards the end of the season when the Jets often get going. When they get within the 10 and you have Herndon and you have Crowder, right. you have Robbie, Numa hopefully is healthy, you have Ty Montgomery and you have Bell. That's a lot of weapons right there. Inside the ten, that's a lot of guys. That you know, I'm not saying every one of those guys is a Pro Bowler because they're not. No, but it, since Le'Veon
0: Bell is so good, he elevates everybody else on the offense. Exactly. Exactly. Now you're right. And with, the, with 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 that many weapons, you have to like at some point, everybody on defense that's not a defensive lineman has to be aware or at least ready to cover somebody. Which is nuts, especially in the red zone or on um, like goal line situations, like you said. I mean, how many flies can we cover? Yeah, because they're going to have that many quick people. Yeah, running well, routes well, in such a, a You know, is, is you know it's what, to what it's and tough for. And then past. I'll tell you
1: something else. You know, you guys remember Megatron on um, Detroit and Stafford in the beginning of his career. You know, he had a guy like Megatron and he had his numbers were fantastic, you know, in his first couple of seasons. And then Megatron retired and then you saw a dip in production from Stafford. And then, you know, it took him about a year or two to try to get back to kind of where he was. And that's because his entire career had been predicated around one major talent where he didn't really have to read. I'm not saying he didn't have to read defenses, but he had his safe zone where he knew where he could go. Sam Darnold doesn't have that. He's got all these different weapons. He's got Robbie, he's got Quincy, he's got Crowder, he's got Herndon, right? He's got all these different, and, and, and for him, I feel like it's better for a young quarterback to not have that Superman. Weapon who could destroy defenses at a single bound, you know, what I'm saying having the multiple type of weapons so that you have to make a decision based on matchups based on what because that just helps you think right like these these quarterbacks have to be able to recognize and then they have to be able to make a decision quicker than the defense makes it and I feel like having the type of weaponry that Sam has now early is good before getting like a Julio Jones or getting like an Antonio Brown where you have that safety blanket you you see you understand what I'm saying and 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 I think that Adam Gase you know is gonna be I mean Adam Gase is a maniac I, I heard a story today that he before the game he was sniffing bath salts did you hear that? Did you hear about that?
2: Wait, the, the, that, should, we, should we put this out into the universe? Is this confirmed? It's it's shit,
1: this is what it said on Yahoo. It said that uh, Adam Gase... He's fired immediately. He's no longer and, and
2: no, I don't. I can't believe this. This sounds <laughs> bad. He's absolutely I'll no longer it. your head coach. I'll,
1: I'll, send you, I'll send you the, the article. It says that he likes... There's maybe so it's, no maybe it's not bath salt. Maybe it's salt. But he smells salt before the game. That's what it said. Yeah, he's just so, That's smelling uh, salts. Smelling salts. That's what it is. I'm Maybe. sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not
2: death, Mike. We're, now we're going off. You're going off the
0: <laughs> Smelling salts are the worst yeah. fucking things ever I'm, unless you're knocked I ap- out. I, I don't understand how those I guys are ap- ap- on the sidelines. I apologize. Sidelines like, I apologize. Mike's, like,
2: <laughs> Mike's like, I heard this report on Yahoo. Adam Gase ate peyote <laughs> Yo, right before the game. But really. And right so now, midway through the game, he's tripping. It balls. was just a little bit.
1: Yeah, but Mike. smell, yeah, smelling game, salt. He's smelling, uh, uh, smelling salts. It says sleeping, Smell. oh, hype himself hey, up. He's that getting that makes, so you know, up. he's getting fired up.
2: Now, we got Herndon here today with the most yards. He only had one catch, a 32 yard reception. Uh, besides <laughs> that, we do have five catches from Deontay Burnett, even though not that many yeah. yards. But uh, four catches, I should say, for 12 yards. They're spreading the ball around. Ten different guys have a to catch tonight. They're just not getting many yards passing. Right. They actually haven't got that many yards rushing the ball either. The high high rusher right now is McGuire. Six, six carries, 13 yards. So really nothing impressive from the second-team offense. But I don't know how much you're looking for from second-team offense. Like I said, Simeon, 13 for 16, 77 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the defense right now, Frankie Lupu, three tackles. Fatou got in there and made a big play. Yeah, you saw before, uh, which is great. You got Frankie Luvo out there, three tackles playing good. And, you know, besides that... We're kind of When you get in this first game Now we're in a third string guys By this point Kind of looking for anybody to flash As the game goes on Mike And next week Mike the Jets Will be taking on the Atlanta Falcons I know Now that game The the starters will probably play a lot more We might even get to see The first debut Of the Heralded free agent we signed Mm -hmm. (laughs) Le'Veon Bell Or as Mike announced When we got Le'Veon Bell I'll I'll just replay that for everyone right here
0: Ladies and gentlemen Le'Veon
2: Bell! No one's ever said a man's name with that much passion in life right there. Amazing <laughs> announcing job by Mike. It uh, looks like we'll be getting the debut of him next week. Get a few carries at least. He'll, he'll take a few hits. Get him on the field. That's what what did you think
1: about Montgomery today? In the first, uh, first drive, Montgomery, he looked solid. Yeah. He looked solid. He did.
2: He did. Yeah, yeah, Montgomery had a couple, uh, you know, Montgomery had a couple carries there. And he had a catcher five yards. He's somebody, you know, he's a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Kind of like the way that Le'Veon yep. Bell is. Uh, obviously Le'Veon Bell is much more talented mm-hmm. but the thing with Montgomery is that when he's in there you pretty much know I mean he's not going to be in there by himself really just a block right. yep. so because he's not really that going to have a blocker right? so yep. when he's in it's kind of tipped off that they're, they're going to pass the ball or if they are going to run it with him I think it'll be in formations that'll be kind of predictable that's the only thing with him I think because um, he can't really block that much, I don't think, for the quarterback. Whereas Le'Veon Bell can block. Yep. Um Tom Montgomery, one of the reasons I guess the Packers said they released him last year was reasons like that. Oh, he's not really blocking this now. We know it was because of a fumble and he had some personal issues with the team. Yep. Uh Aaron Rodgers kind of called him the, you know, threw him under the bus there. Yep, Aaron yep. Rodgers again, this did you know did you hear guys? Did you, He just he, throws people under the bus. His uh this is not jet-related, but he threw his own coach yeah, under the buses. What what is the thought process? I like I don't understand. Like, what do you do you, you not get what it? Get what are you I you think doing? that
1: some of these guys, Keith, honestly, some of these guys, they just, their heads get so big and they just think that they can say whatever they want and do whatever they want and act or whatever, however the way they want to act. And it's like, come on, man, don't you? Like, you have, come on, you, you're better than that, man. I don't know, it, it's kind of sad to see.
0: Come off as a nozzle. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, they don't really weigh around. I mean, you're one of the greatest quarterbacks you ever played the game. But you come off as a nozzle And you keep doing stuff like that. He has very one of, the, one of the things about Rodgers He has a lot of nozzleness to him He does
2: Very nozzly comments And even when You know The beer pounding thing went on He's like Well you know I play quarterback a lot better Than these guys pound beers or something. Yeah Some it's type of the, Yeah Where we get it And every and, 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 and Let me tell you something when you're alpha male top level of a sport competitive like right. these guys are, right. even something like just that beer pounding thing, it probably did bother. Him. Yeah. So I get it. He was like, all right guys, you know, you can pound a beer, guess what? I want a Super Bowl. Right. Best quarterback in the league for a decade now. So you can you can all go kick rocks. Right. But at the same time, do you have to be such a nozzle? I mean, is there is there any other way? I don't know. It's not like he's overtly, you know, insulting to people. He does it the passive aggressive way, which in New York we just don't Yeah, but
1: you know what I was kinda thinking to myself. I'm thinking to myself, all the best people in sports, and like, really, they're all nozzles. Like, I was thinking LeBron, nozzle. Kobe was a nozzle. You know, you look at uh, all the, the f- different football players like Brady. Brady's like a—I'm I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not going to get my blood pressure going. But you think about it. I mean, Peyton Manning's kind of cool, I guess.
2: But all, all the guys you named is now, LeBron's the one I like the most. Yeah. And the only reason yeah. I'm saying that is because LeBron is nozzly, don't get oh, me wrong. Yeah. And he's been oh, yeah. the king of the universe since he's in high school. And he's referred to himself in third person and did the, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. go with Miami. But he does he, a lot. He's done so many things yeah. that you're like, these are borderline nozzle moves. But he's also, to me, LeBron, just, I just, some of the philanthropy and other yeah. things he's done make me just so like you're him so right. much. That's, that's the only reason. He's done a lot of <laughs> things that are very visible in communities. And like even, even some of the... Some of the documentaries he made. You meet Muhammad Ali. Yes, down, sir. You, know, guys, you guys know I love boxing. Muhammad Ali is like yes, my sir. idol. Yep. His documentary he made the HBO about Muhammad Ali is absolutely awesome. So I'm, 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 LeBron does enough stuff yeah. for me outside oh, yeah. of his, like kind of nozzly basketball persona mm-hmm. right. to equal it out. Where I'm like, yeah. this guy is like, he might be someone that's, he's, he's LeBron. Yeah. Right. This is a godly human. Yeah. This is not someone who's, he's not, he's not a mere mortal like yeah. the rest of us. But he still sometimes seems super down to earth. I don't get that. With nah, I don't no, get no. that with Brady, like Mike nah, said. No. I did not get that with Kobe. You always had that air of like, I'm like, ah, oh, you just, you just run me. There was something about I, you, is, and you. And you, I, I want, and I hope, and you know what, and you know what, Kobe, let me tell you, let me drop a little knowledge on Kobe. Here we, here we when you go. came to New York and you tried to get any Chris Childs, not... you, <laughs> you got two pieces. <laughs> you, know, you guys don't remember? Let me play that scene for you right now. Rice put it behind the back and nearly lost it. Shaq. his fight breaks out between Kobe Bryant and Chris Childs. Chris Childs
0: punched him twice. Let's see what happens here. There's a bump here. Just keep watching these guys. A little shove there. Childs shoves him. They talk. Now watch Childs. He's going to hit him with the head. A little bump there. And
1: boom, boom. Two quick punches.
0: That was Chris
2: Childs' two-piece in Kobe. <laughs> for coming to New York and to talk that smack. That's what happens
1: to you! Did LeBron ever get two-piece? Uh, no. hey, 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 Gino got, got two-piece in the locker room. Gino
2: got one-piece. <laughs> Gino got one-piece. Gino, Gino got haymaker like Popeye style. By a guy I still can't pronounce him. <laughs> Gino got Gino. Know got he hey, but, but hey, let's hope, uh,
1: you know, um, Sam Darnold, I think I mentioned this before, Sam Darnold's list, One when he was a kid, one of his um, goals was to be always the nicest person. That was his goal I don't know Another one was to be Become a broadcaster For ESPN I think it was Anyway uh, Another one was of course To be an NFL quarterback Win a Super Bowl But uh Let's hope Sam Becomes a superstar Becomes like a Aaron Rodgers But stays Stays humble That'd be nice Huh
2: Yeah without the
1: Without the doucheness Yeah Yeah, yeah exactly yeah.
2: I'll take the success without the douche. Now, say, for instance, I had to just accept the doucheness for the success. Guess hey, what? Hey, I'm signing up Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course, like, course. Like Adam Gaze to me right now. Oh, like he's, he's psychotic. Him and, he's psychotic. And he seems like a... And now that he's our coach and he's been our coach now he, for a while, I'm kind of like, he, well, my Keith, his now. first child be
1: was being born with a C-section. He was next to his wife when they gave the... When the baby came out, remember, this is an operation... They asked him, do you want to cut the cord? He said, no, I'm good. He asked his wife, are you okay? She said, yes. He left the hospital room, drove over to camp, and sat down with Peyton Manning. And they were like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what? You thought I was going to miss out? Son, the day his child was born, he's a psycho. Gase is crazy.
2: He's crazy psycho. That's true. Yeah. That's actually... Now, guys, I recently—I'll tell you guys a little inside story. I recently got engaged in life.
0: Okay. Congratulations! And my man. sweet,
2: thank you, my sweet little fiance. I had to tell her, look, I love you, and I'll love you forever. But the thing is that if—if if there's ever a jet game on, in this hypothetical world where you're having a child, right. you have to either hold off,
0: hmm.
2: right, mm-hmm. or I have to have the game on in your room. Like, that does not there is priorities, and I do love you, and I will love this child. But first of all, the child's not here yet. Once it's here. Maybe things will change, right. but I've, I've had the, right. I've loved the Jets since for my whole life. This has gone thirty plus years, yep. so it's too long of a relationship. Plus. I can't bail them and I, I actually worked that into the arrangement. <laughs> plus, and it's agreed upon. You've learned that you, you've known the Jets longer than that. Oh,
1: well, look! Before we got, but listen, anyway.
2: and it's agreed upon, and that's why we we're okay being together. It's because right. uh, she said that's fine. Uh, she has some of her own demands I had to agree upon also, and now yeah, we worked.
1: absolutely. And, you know, before I got married to my wife, you know, we made a couple of things before we got married. One of those things was listen on Sunday. When the Jets play, I need to be left alone. That that was just one of the stipulations before we got married, and uh, she agreed. She knows when it comes Sunday and it's time for the Jets. That's my time. You know, it's my team. I don't do it with the Mets. I don't do it. Listen, I don't do it with the Mets. I don't do it with the Jet the, um, the uh, Knicks. I don't do it with the Rangers. Um I just get one team and that's my my jets.
2: Do you know what that is, guys? That's true love. It is true
1: love. That's
2: what it is. That's that. when you're when your woman understands the obsession. Because you know what? There's some guys out there that are what? They're degenerate gamblers. They have horrible obsessions. Guess what? I just that's like the it. jets. I mean, there's a lot of work things going on in the world. <laughs> Come a bunch, of slack. give me the some slack, ladies. I just that's love all. football. Can you just leave exactly. me alone? That's all Please. <laughs> It's only on for a freaking that's two it. weeks, is, and hopefully this season it'll be on a little bit longer than that. All right, that's
1: that's, you know. that's that's that's. Uh, oh, wow, what happened? What happened?
2: Oh, oh, uh, Dorch. Is that Dorch. Dorch? Oh, that was Dorch? Dorch. It's a twenty-five yard.
1: Oh, kid, you got to get that. Oh,
2: God. Now, now as we're doing the show just now, oh,
1: Dorch redeeming Greg. himself. Great.
2: Nice little 20. I think we're going to get
0: about
2: a 25-yard punt return there, guys. What? All right. Oh, yo, that was a 32-yard <laughs> return by Dortch, by the way. I feel, I, feel, I, feel I feel good about it. I feel good about I feel good about him redeeming us right there, guys. Yeah. Right. Oh, yo, that was a 32-yard <laughs> return by Dortch, by the way. And no, guys, this is kind of an impromptu show. Jets Giants show. Not too much went on in camp this week, so there wasn't many news and notes for Mike to get to, or us for, uh, stuff for us to update you guys on, because not too much went on this week. But next week, Jets play the Falcons. We're gonna do the same thing. We're gonna start watching the game, We're gonna get into the game, uh, record during the game, guys, and get it, get, you know, you guys are all listening to this on Friday, if you're listening to what the day came out. Next week, gonna do the same thing Thursday night. Get into the Falcon Games that night. Drop a show for you guys on Friday. And I want to thank everybody for listening to us and joining us as always. A little quick show for you guys this week. It's a little hors d'oeuvre of a show. Hey, dude. A little half-hour hors d'oeuvre for everyone of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. I want to thank everybody for riding with us and dying with us every single week. Mike, if anybody does want to, listen to us, tweet at us, tell anyone about us. Where can they do that?
1: All right. Well, hey, you guys can find us on the Elite Sports Radio Network. SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Radio, on Twitter at aebg underscore M Y J Podcast, and on Instagram at jet.aebg.
2: You heard the man on behalf of my colleague Michael Garris and the big stinking wookie Nicholas Kronk. My name is Keith Farrell. Thank you for listening to us, everybody. We'll get back at you next week. Peace out.
0: Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Bird! He's very passionate. Murr, Murr. Thank you, all you fans. Look out there, guys. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. And Darnold. That's such an
1: upside. Darnold! I think Jet fans. Very passionate.
0: Brady sucks! Don't be so.